When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. Welcome to the Browns Wire Podcast. This is your host, Josh Keeley. With me is always Adam Moore. Adam, how are you feeling today, buddy? I'm doing all right. I, I just co- choked on my water. I think I might got the COVID now, but that's how that works, right? Oh, yeah, that's exactly how it works. You yeah. know, uh, my dad, Papa Keats, uh, he had a kidney stone over the weekend. Wow, my dad had a kidney stone Christmas Day of like 2002 or something, something like that. And it was oh, like, really? a, yeah, he. Uh, he it was the he hated it. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He thought my I guess my dad thought he had the corona. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was pretty, which is funny because you know he kind of makes fun of it low key. Yeah, I mean you, yeah. you've seen his Facebook posts. You've seen that. <laughs> you've seen Fat Fingers George. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my dad my dad is uh he what he call he calls himself a functioning alcoholic. So he he drinks about every night. And I remember. At one point after the kidney stone, he said, I'll quit drinking if that's what caused that kidney stone. He's like, I'll never drink again. He's like the worst pain he's ever been in. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's rough. We had a dude – and uh, when I was in college, we had a dude that had a kidney stone. He So there's a couple different types of kidney stones from what I understand. But he got it from like supplements. Okay. He was taking some pretty hardcore stuff. He probably should. We were, you remember, everybody that's listening, I played at like small school – Valparaiso. So like we got – I got drug tested every now and again, but whatever. So uh, he was on some pretty hardcore stuff, and he had a kidney stone, and he was he was pissing blood for like two weeks, man. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's nasty. Speaking of Valpo, a good friend, Greg Wood, just got promoted to be the special teams quality uh, control coach for Akron University, dude. Nice. Yes, we're going to have to have him on the show. I forgot to tell you that before the show. But, yeah, I'm very excited for Greg Wood. He was our punter. He was like All-American, All-Conference. He had a shot with the Bears for a, 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 just a blink of an eye. Um, I have to, we'll have to have him on the show. Big big Michigan fan, but Michigan said no thank you when he tried to go there. <laughs> That's too bad. I feel bad for him. Yeah, don't. Don't feel bad for him. <laughs> don't feel bad for him at all. No, he can yeah. suck it. But uh, all right, let's we we have some good stuff to talk about today. Uh, obviously, the Brown. Uh, I'm sorry, the NFL has released kind of like a preemptive. This is what we're going to do for the season. Uh, the Madden games are coming out. The ratings are leaked. And we also had a brief interview with Jalen Marshall, former Ohio State wide receiver, uh, former New York Jet wide receiver, former Oakland Raiders wide receiver, current Hamilton Tiger Cats wide receiver, Jalen Marshall. If you, you Most fans are going to remember him from his four-touchdown performance at Indiana, national champion. Oh, and his was the 
first he scored the first touchdown ever in the Alliance of American Football League uh, for the Orlando Apollos. So we got to talk to him for a little bit. The quality is really poor, so Adam's going to have to do some editing on there. We're talking like three minutes because there was like plexiglass and the place was packed. Uh, it was supposed to be a much more professionally produced like our Rudy interview from last week, which, by the way, please go check out our Rudy Rudiger interview from last week. It was absolutely awesome. We got to sit down with him for like 45 minutes. But the J- – dude, you, you left before – uh, the Jalen thing, yeah. it was packed. It was absolutely packed, and he didn't he didn't sit down. There was nowhere to like sit down. Um, but the, again, this was at Playball Inc. at the Tuttle Mall uh, in Dublin, Ohio. It, it, the guys there were absolutely awesome, and it was just. But the Jalen Marshall thing was just. I, the line was out the door. It was crazy. I couldn't get two seconds with them. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I had to, I had to leave there before the Jalen interview, so you handled that. Uh, but yeah, the Rudy thing was awesome. We just want to reiterate if you haven't checked that out. Please go check that out. It was a great interview, super inspiring, super cool guy. Uh, we were we were slotted for like 10 or 15 minutes of his time, and he, you know he didn't want us to leave after like an hour of being there. So that was really cool uh, for us, Josh. You know, not to toot our yeah. own horn or anything. Oh, it was it was exciting. Yeah, I mean, you know, the guy he had the number one the number one sports movie in history you know it's about his life and it was awesome you get to talk about the journey and how to how to make that movie and for everybody that's wondering uh playball inc does those autograph sessions pretty much every weekend we didn't get to get we didn't get to talk to austin carr former Cavs legend last weekend um even though playball inc wanted us to go out there but we'll be out there again august 15th for hanford dixon jan white and felix wright um, so we're very excited about that too. former Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, some of the best ever do it. And again, we, what we do is we set up a table, we interview those guys, you guys can step up, get the autograph signed. So Rudy, while he was talking to us, he signed about a hundred jerseys. Um, but that's kind of why the Jalen thing didn't really work out when he got in there. That was almost closing time and all that. And everybody was trying to get out of there, um, including Jalen himself. But we're going to dive into some, uh, some of the NFL stuff as well. I do want to talk about they have officially eliminated preseason. You saw that, Adam, correct? I did, yeah. I'm, I'm just reading through this article now. So the NFL and the NFLPA agreed to cancel all exhibition uh, games this season. In addition to that, the two sides also agreed to reduce the roster size for training camps to 80 players. It's regularly 90, uh, but concerns over social distancing, testing, and some of the other issues led to the roster reduction. What are your thoughts about this? I, I have some thoughts about what that means for some of these uh, from some of these guys who are on the bubble. It certainly sucks for them not having the opportunity to play in these preseason games or get the practice time with the elimination of those games and the redu- reduction of the roster size. Well, are you are you done reading? I don't want to interrupt you reading. No, that only only like forty percent of that was reading. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Well, I, I like un, unlike you, I'm an actual professional. I prep for the show. Um, oh, and for those that don't know, Adam and I we, we have we have a YouTube channel going up, so we're gonna start to put these Skype recordings on YouTube so you can see our faces. And we've actually been messing around with the subtitles button, which is getting in the way of Adam's face. I don't I don't know if you have the same issues as I have, Adam. But I had to turn it off because I couldn't see what was going on. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, that so the the roster reduction is complete BS. First of all, get I know that. People hate preseason football, okay? Let me tell you why that's stupid. Preseason football is great because it's not about Tom Brady. It's not about Baker Mayfield. It's not about Nick Chubb. It's about guys like the guys that we interviewed, Mason Kinsey, um, from, you know, that's kind of didn't get drafted, that got picked up by the Titans after the draft. Nathan Rourke, who, you know, is actually in Canada right now. Uh, you know, Jalen Marshall, who had an explosive AAF and then went down to Oakland and, and spent some time with Oakland fighting for a roster spot. It's about those guys at the bottom of the roster trying to fight for position, trying to fight for a job and a way to make it in. Uh, you know, 
know, we talked about Blake Jackson on this podcast numerous times, a former D3 quarterback who's been in and out of the NFL. I mean, he's been signed and cut by the Browns, I don't know, probably 10 times. That's what preseason is all about. So when you get rid of preseason, you get rid of opportunities for those guys. Um, and this, it's slowly, the NFL is slowly getting rid of those those opportunities. I mean, five years ago, six years ago, whenever the last CBA was, what would happen if you, and everybody who plays Madden football will remember that there used to be a tiered system. The first week of preseason, you had to be down to 80. Then the second week, 70. Then the third week, 60. And then, you know what I mean? So, but now, then they changed it to where you had to be down to 53 at the end of the preseason. So those guys, mm-hmm. and that, that screwed guys that were undrafted too, because the whole time, if you have a guy that's in the back half of your roster, the Browns would be forced to cut that guy. So he could go get another opportunity with another team. Now the Browns can hang on to him for three extra weeks. Does that make sense how that messed up, how that how that hurts an undrafted guy or a fringe roster guy? No, for sure. Now And now you're taking away a preseason entirely. And I know it's because of the coronavirus, and I get that. But this is – what I'm hearing and what my understanding is that the NFLPA – or you know NFL the NFL there are people out there that are fighting to make that change permanent because a lot of these players don't want to play in the preseason right the star Aaron Rodgers don't want to do preseason he just doesn't want to do it and mm-hmm. I get that but it's it that's not a good move if you were like me and you dig deep on the draft day and, and you you're really trying to study up on some of these guys that are unknown guys you don't want to see these opportunities go away because that's what's happening so now the Browns are gonna have to cut ten guys because you got to go down from ninety to 80 with, I think there's 11 practices. So a guy like AJ Green or a guy like Javante Moffitt, who was a safety at Middle Tennessee State, he's going to get 10 10 work days, 10 work days to show that he deserves to play in the NFL. And that's just unfair to me. It's what I'm saying making sense that I just ramble on for 10 minutes. Nope. Makes a ton of sense to me. But yeah, hey, um, one thing we didn't talk about last week, and this may have, this may have happened after we recorded, but Miles Garrett getting paid. What do you think about that? He deserves every penny, you know, and I, I actually was talking to someone else uh, about the Miles Garrett situation. They asked me, you know, what, what, what's the situation with the money? And I, I actually said, I said, my co-host Adam Moore would have a much better understanding of how the cap figures work for the future. All I know is that Garrett is worth whatever he wants in my eyes. He's a very young yeah. defender. He's an explosive defender. You drafted him number one overall for a reason. He's been pretty much God's gift to pass rushing since the age of 18. He's done nothing to disappoint me. He may not be the most consistent edge rusher in the NFL, but he's one of the most talented, and I, I think he deserves it. Um, but I think that you'll have a more grounded take on how the financials work. Uh, Five-year, $125 million. Um, I, I, I agree with you. It's money you have to pay him. He's one of the best players at one of the best, or the most important positions in the NFL right now. You got to rush the passer if you want to be successful on in, in this league. And the Browns locked up one of the best. Uh, five five year, hundred twenty five million dollars doesn't seem too too expensive for me. Great. I think we're on the same page there. You know, and that kind of leads us into our next topic. We we kind of wanted to brush on the David and Joku trade request. We talked about that briefly last week. There hasn't really been anything groundbreaking since. Uh, but I do want to. We, we talked about him having that weird post about hey he was how he loves Cleveland um, and and all that. So I don't know if that's a, a good sign, a bad sign uh, with the season barreling upon us and with the coronavirus gonna probably cause more issues. I don't think it's likely that he gets traded at all. Uh, but but it is definitely something to monitor. I think that if you are going to hold out, this might be the year to do it. Yeah. 
No, you're probably right. And he would have a, an easy out to do so. You know, he can just say, oh, I, I want to opt out. I don't feel comfortable playing and during a pandemic. And he could absolutely do that. But, yeah, it, I thought the tweet was uh, was interesting, you know, coming yeah. out and saying he's, he loves the city of Cleveland with all of his heart and talking about complications. But I don't know what that means. I thought it was very interesting. I, and I agree with you. I don't think the Browns – I don't think the Browns trade him. I just don't think they're going to be able to get what they would want out of him. So I think he stays on the roster. And he should. He should be excited about the opportunity. I think Drew Rosenhaus is getting in his head a little bit. Drew Rosenhaus is notorious for holding guys out. He did with Duke Johnson last year. And Duke John, it actually worked out well for Duke Johnson. He got traded to the Houston Texans, who actually used him a little bit more than probably the Browns were going to. Uh, but Drew Rosenhaus does that with a lot of his clients, and it doesn't always happen that way. Um, but I guess that leads us into our next topic, the Madden rankings, Adam. Yes, sir. Do you play Madden? I do not probably as much as you, but yes, no, I do. I barely, I barely play it, dude. I get beat up by those 13. First of all, let me just vent about Madden. We all talk about these ratings. It's a big deal. These ratings come out. Dude, the only reason ratings are even a thing in that game is because of the franchise mode. That's yeah. the only time you actually get to use the rating. And they haven't updated franchise mode since I, I first started growing hair on my balls, dude. <laughs> I mean, let's See, be real. Let's be honest, dude. I The last time they updated franchise mode was when Eddie George was on the freaking cover in the 1064, dude. That that mode <laughs> never freaking changes because they donated – they spent all their time developing the – goddamn ultimate team where you don't even the ratings that you're seeing aren't even on ultimate team it's like a scatter pot of ratings for different variations who if you guys play it you know what i'm talking about i don't so i play very little madden because it's 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 just the same game yeah i enjoy it i don't i see i i just got back into i played it a lot when i was younger uh, but having kids and everything, that obviously had to take a back seat for me. But last year, my, my son's getting old enough to where he's starting to get interested in games. So we got a PS4 last year, and I, I bought Madden. Uh, so I played it a lot during the season last year, maybe towards the end of the season last year when we got the device. I haven't played it a lot since. Didn't get into the whole franchise, but I saw, I've seen some of your tweets and how passionately you feel about that. So that, Dude, uh, but yeah. I, that used to be my jam. That used to be my jam. But I and I my my fiance, bless her heart, she bought me the newest Madden for Christmas because I don't I don't buy it. I, I just I don't do it. Yeah. Because I, another thing too is I feel guilty. I feel guilty when I'm playing virtual football because I'm like, dude, I should jump on YouTube because I try I try to be. Yeah, and let's be real. I'm 30 years old. I have a day job. This, you know, what I mean, like I, I, but I try to be somewhat of a scout. Like I'm trying to spend as much time as possible watching football. So when I'm playing Madden, I do feel a little guilty, which is yeah. funny because when I'm playing Grand Theft Auto shooting hookers, I don't feel guilty at all. Adam. <laughs> I, did, did didn't did they say they're remaking San Andreas or they're going to release it on the new platforms or something? No, like that? no, that was yeah. something. But they are re-releasing Mafia. Have you played Mafia? No, I don't think so. Is that the one or is that one or two after um, San Andreas? San Andreas was my jam, dude, when I was like in seventh yeah. grade or whenever that came out. Yeah, Mafia's old too, man. I mean, that might be around the same. No, Mafia. I think Ma- the first Mafia came out like right around when the first Grand Theft Auto came out, and then okay. they released two. They released two like seven years later, and then they released three like seven years later from then. But gotcha. you got to play those games. They're cheap too, man. You should play them. Yeah. Anyways. No, yeah, I'll, I'll check them out. I- Back to football. I used to play. I used to play NCAA though, because NCAA made me feel like I wasn't just wasting my time because I could recruit. So I don't know. It felt. It was a very. I don't know. It made me feel good about myself. Madden. Just like I feel like. I feel like I'm wasting my time when I'm playing Madden. Like, dude, I'm not being constructive enough. I need to actually like focus on real football. You know what I mean? You don't like going and scouting all the college prospects. 
Well, you know what? It's funny. I used to, and you can ask my dad this. He would buy me. We would because NCA would come out around my birthday every year, so yeah. they would get me NCA for my birthday pretty consistently. Uh, and I would go down in the basement and I would spend weeks just putting the names in. I would get my old <laughs> Phil Steele. Phil Steele would come out with his magazine. It would list every single player, and I would fill in all the names on the roster. So I would have the game for a month, and my dad would always come down and be like, hey, are you liking the game? And I, I haven't played it. I have not played a snap because I refused to play a snap until I put every name in there. And I tell you, it got really hard when you talk about those Pac-12 teams because that was – I mean the Pac-12 teams get these transfers from Snow College late and – these Samoan dudes that enroll late. So it's like, dude, I, I like, you know, I'm a 13 year old kid. I don't even know how to find that crap online. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's so on brand for you, dude. Oh, that was, that, that was doesn't surprise me in the, in the least bit. That was a good time. And I would only play the, the dynasty mode and I would only play yeah. with one star teams. You know what I mean? That was always yeah. the thing is I got to find a one star guy. I would always try to find like a quarterback that I remembered from like the year before. Yeah. Like I remember like, uh, God, middle Tennessee had like two running backs that had dreads and I was like, cool, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. We were like, dreads. for, for the people that don't know, Josh and I went to high school together. So we, we've known each other for a long time and, but we weren't like ever like super close until we got into college. But so like, we didn't hang Is out that right? or anything like that. Yeah. Dude, it was in college. That's borderline rude, bro. We hung out in high school all the time. We hung out. I've been to your house one time. And one the, the time that I went down there, you had this whiteboard of all of this like football shit. And I was like, holy, holy shit. Like this dude's insane. And you still are, right? which is, it's awesome. I love it. Is that right? Yeah. Well, do you, you were, so we, the, another story, the good, good, good NCA story. You and I were in football camp and this is when Devone Bess, Devone Bess, Colt Brennan, Jason Rivers, uh, God, I can't remember the other third, the third wide receiver from Hawaii, but this was the, the year, the year, that they played Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Okay, so we didn't know Hawaii was going to be good yet. But yeah. the year before, I remember Devone Best just running by dudes in real life. And I was like, I, he was a transfer from Oregon State. Browns fans will remember Devone Best too, right? And I beat Zach Colley with Devone Best. I threw it to Devone Best like, I don't know, 50 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, had, he was like the only player. We because that was the deal. We had to play with one star teams, and he was like the yeah. only player out of all the one stars that had like ninety nine speed. And I just do it to him every time, every play. Football camp was awesome, dude. We used to. Nah, we weren't. We were from a school that's not rich enough to like actually travel to go somewhere. Oh, we're all white trash. So we we're, we, we, we literally that we play football white trash. Yeah, we literally camped out in the uh, high school gymnasium, and that's where our camp was. Yeah. For a week, and yeah, we would people would bring their TVs and their and their Playstations or Xboxes or whatever it was, and in our I, you know before between practices we'd sit there and just play Madden or NCAA football or whatever uh, to to pass the time. To to explain how white trash our little area is, <laughs> we we had then we have like drive your tractor to a school day. <laughs> we did. Yeah, see that's how white trash we were. We're so we're and we're so white trash. Don, I think and Donovan no Donovan James, who we, we were doing his podcast before, he knows that I'm slightly white trash too. Yeah. So he was inviting me on his podcast and he was as a top five, top five this or that. And he said, Well, I was gonna do top five TI songs when Eric was on, but for you I guess we'll do breakfast foods. Like I'm so white trash, I don't even know T I songs. <laughs> I wasn't even offended. I was gonna be and I was like, Well, I only know like three of his songs. So <laughs> You're right. You caught me. I'm way trash. Breakfast food. Let's see waffles, uh, donuts. Uh. See, but again, that's kind of, that was that was kind of 
that was kind of shitty of him because why are we, why are we doing top five breakfast? Because I'm white trash. I have breakfast for dinner. Is that why? <laughs> breakfast so what for dinner had, is the so, move. Oh, uh, yeah. So what if I've had pancakes for dinner on multiple occasions? Oh, that's great. Anyways, let's let's move on. Let's talk about the. So we, we were going to talk about the Madden rankings. So I think all of the ratings have been released, but we wanted to focus on the top 10 Browns ratings. I'm going to count these down from 10 to 1. Adam, you haven't seen these at all, have you? No, I have not. I'm ready for them. But for, I'm, I'm on your article right now on Brownswire.com or, yeah, Brownswire.usatoday.com. So check it well, out. I want to uh, thank you for being a consistent reader. You're absolutely welcome. <laughs> but I did, and this is—I don't. I guess I, I, this isn't surprising to me. But the Browns are the number ten overall-rated Madden team this year, which it's again true. we've oh, talked really. about consistently, consistently about how loaded this roster is. And I think that's just—I think Madden and the the people at EA think the same. And that's fair, but I feel like Madden. See, that's another issue I have with Madden. Madden. They typically will do their ratings to help to more formulate the team rather than the actual player. Like, for instance, Tom Brady is 99. He's typically 99 in everything. Right. Well, we know Tom Brady's not athletic. We know we know that he does have certain limitations. Right. That's a bad example because he is good. But I mean, that's it's an example like Pat Pat Mahomes. If he was 99, everything. okay, I get that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because he is. He's God. But like yeah. a guy like Tom Brady has some limitations to his game, and those usually aren't reflected in, in Madden because they're trying to make the Patriots really good. You're right. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. For or like sure. if, if, if you know you have a weakness on your offensive line, a lot of times they'll make the guy one of the, the weakest offensive linemen a little bit better just to make that offensive line as a core or as a group a little bit better. Um, so it is kind of surprising that the Browns are ranked so high because you would think that they would try to pull some strings to make a team like the Steelers ranked higher. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I I like it. I I think it's I think they're right on with that. I think this team this is this is a top ten roster, and this could be a, a team that competes deep into the playoffs if they we've if they have that. some things if they have to some things break their way. We've talked about that. We've de- we've definitely talked about that. But let's go into so number ten is Sheldon Richardson at an eighty one overall. Uh, okay. you, you said you got you got a clip. Do you have any thoughts on that? Because I personally think that's a bit low. I'm not really sure. I mean, he was he was an 82 last year. Okay. So I'm not really sure why they why they dinged him. Uh, but moving on, we'll get to. I'm going to move on to more exciting ones. Okay. The next one, number nine is Olivier Vernon, an 82 overall. Um, number eight, Jarvis Landry is an 85 overall. I love Jarvis Landry. And do you think that's? A, I think that's a fair rating, 85. I think it, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. If if he was up like 87, maybe, I, maybe, because I, just because I like Jarvis Landry a lot more than most people, it seems like. All right, and I do too. I do too. That is a slight bump from Landry from last year. Uh, the next is Joel Batonio at 86 overall. Solid, solid. I, I think that that's a little weird because he is he is an All Pro player. Um, we talked about the touchdown wire came out there in guard ratings, and he, they rate him as the sixth guard. Um, you know, I did I sketched around and tried to make up my top five guards and he's my number two guard. So it's a little weird that last year he was ranked in 87 and this year he's ranked in 86. I think that that's because they don't want the Browns to be too good. So they're taking, <laughs> yeah. I, I do. I think, I think that, that could be, know, I think that they're sliding points away. They got to do it from someone, right? Not everybody in the team could be yeah. 89, which I don't know You're why right. they picked him. Denzel Ward was another guy. Um, they took another point. They took two points away from him. He's an 86 this year. Uh, I get it. He was hurt. Um, I do think he finished the season strong last year, so it's still a little surprising that they took two points away from him. Um, but I mean, I guess it is what it is. No thoughts. No thoughts on Denzel Ward. 
I mean, I, I think Denzel Ward's really good. See, I need to see I need to see his rating in the context of all the other cornerbacks that have been rated. And same with Batonio oh, and those other guys. Smart. Yeah. But yeah, but I think you're right. I mean, the Browns are number ten overall at eighty one. The Saints are number one overall at eighty five. You could you could be seeing them bumping down these other players just so they're not the number one overall rated I, team. I think that's it. what they're doing because there's no reason. Like when you look at Denzel Ward and Joe Batonio, it's like why did you take points away from them? Right, they you should know, be better than any, they were last year. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't make it. They didn't do anything. They didn't, they didn't do anything <laughs> to take away points. But yeah. I mean, it is what it is. They took points away from Cream Hunt as well. Um, I kind of get that though because I think that that's more of an ex- expectation bump uh, or expectation decrease because they're expecting yeah. him to not be the dude at all last year he was rated higher than nick chubb and that's not the case at all this year um right. austin hooper had a little bump they bumped him up four from 85 to 89 i do think that that's probably fair i think that that's also maybe not based entirely off his production but also him going to the browns probably going to be used more because of his his high pay that they kind of felt the need to bump him up four total points that's a lot in that four points yeah so where where who do they have him ranked behind obviously Kittle and Kelsey. yeah i'm sure oh, i don't know i don't have the list pulled up he's got to be up there as he has to be at 89 yeah. we, that's something we could definitely google um odo beckham is in 91 overall they actually took a couple points from him he was in 96 last year and I think that makes sense. He he had a bad year last year, and I think we've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast about that. Statistically, yes, he had a statistically bad year. But I I think I think he's he's due for a rebound. If he's going to rebound, this is going to be the year. What's that? Say that again. He still had a thousand yards. Yeah, yeah, but no, he he underwhelmed last year. I can understand the drop in the rating in this one, but he's still a top ten guy in Madden in this one. Here's where I think that I'm going to go the other side. I think that they gave too many points. Nick Chubb got a seven-point bump. He's a 92 overall. He's the third highest rated back. I agree with you on this. I love Nick Chubb. but I Dalvin Cook and Barkley. I don't understand that at all. Um, I love Nick Chubb. I love Nick Chubb. I think, he, I think he has the potential to be one of the best backs in the entire league, but I think that's pretty outrageous. It is weird because Saquon Barkley, to rank him higher than a guy that Saquon Barkley, Saqu- it lets, I don't know what they're using. I don't know if they're using PFF or stats. I don't really know what they're – but, I mean, Barkley's bigger. He's faster. He was stronger at the combine. That's really all we have to go off of. There's less talent around him, and they had he was pretty statistically productive. I'm not really sure what the thought process is there. The same with Zeke being ranked the same as Chubb. I mean, Zeke's pretty much dominated the league since his entry, so I'm kind of confused. Um, but I, whatever. I mean, I, li- I love Chubb. I don't think it's unfair. I just was I was surprised, I guess is what I should say. Yeah, I'm, I think that's they missed that one for sure. It does it, And that's what I'm talking about. When you say – what did you say he was a 93? He's a 92. 92. last year. When you say that, I don't think 92 sounds that bad. But when you look at it in the context of where he's rated amongst his peers, yeah, I don't think he high. should be above Barkley. I don't think he should be above Zeke. Dalvin um, Cook, too. Dalvin Cook, yeah. I, I would put Dalvin – especially after the year that Dalvin Cook had last year. It doesn't make any sense. It's a bit surprising. I think he's in that tier. If you, if you look at things in a tier, I think he has the talent to be that good. But I just don't see the justification for rating him that high – this year in Madden 21. Yeah, no, I mean, he is that good. He is in that tier, right? Just like Joel Batonio is in that top level tier as well. 
you could make and you could make the argument that Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL, and I'm not going to call you crazy. I just, I mean, you're talking about in the context of a video game, you have to put ratings to these guys. Well, yeah, I'm not ranking Chubb. High. I don't know. It just it feels it feels like a weird thing to do unless you were a Browns fan to to rank him that high. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the highest put, uh, highest player for the Browns, obviously, is Miles Garrett at 93 overall, which is a two-point jump from last year, which is also surprising. I think it's fair because he is a badass. Uh, I think it is surprising, though, because he was suspended for a good chunk of last year, so I don't really know what he did to make – you know what I mean? Like, I, he ended the year on a poor note because he didn't play, so you're going to give him two more points. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think it's fair. Yeah, I, I'm not going to argue with it. I just – thought it was yeah. interesting because we talked about Denzel Ward coming back from injury. He finished the season strong, but you took points away from him and, you know, Miles Garrett was almost kicked out of the league, but it is what it is. It is. It is what it is. Are you going to be buying that game as soon as it comes out? I'll probably buy it. Actually, you know what? I think I have that EA like subscription where I pay like five bucks a month, so I can download I'll be able to download it when it comes out. You can't? You have to buy it? No, so you do you know you know nothing about the EA pass. I don't, I don't. It's been like I said, I I played I played my PS4 for like three months when I got it, and I haven't touched it in a long in a while. And but before that, I hadn't played it in a long time, so I'm way out of touch. I believe the game has to be out for a full calendar year for EA to give it to you for on that program. But maybe right. I'm wrong. Maybe they changed well, it. Sounds like I'll be buying it then. Well, fuck. I mean, if there's no no uh, no no season. God. I'm allowed one one episode, right? Before every episode, Adam and I take 45 minutes to talk about what we can do to make this podcast better. How can we get more than three listeners? Damn it. That's what every conversation is. And one of the ways we can do that is by not dropping 85 F-bombs. Because then I can't mark it as clean. And every episode, Adam drops an F-bomb. Hashtag F-bomb Adam. That's for, that's for our that's three funny. listeners. To hashtag F-bomb Adam. Yeah, I don't even remember what we were talking about. What the hell were we talking about? You got I'm so you run out, so you, run out and buy Madden. you said you're gonna run out and buy it. Yeah, so I'll probably buy it. I don't I don't buy it. I don't I, I'll buy it when it's cheap when it's twenty bucks or Justine will buy it for me because she thinks yeah. I love it. That's it. Because that, I was saying if there's no season, what else am I gonna do? I don't yeah. think Sunday afternoons is just play Madden. Let you guys let let everybody bet on whether I'm gonna beat the the Ravens or something. Speaking of, we we are we should have Ryan Keefe on the show. Adam is familiar with Ryan Keefe. Ryan Keefe was actually at the Rudy interview with us. Uh, he's a local guy from Columbus. He actually plays Madden professionally, and he is in touch with some of the higher ups in charge of the rating process. So maybe we should have him on the show to discuss that process and how he beats so much ass. Nice. Madden is one of. The- <clears throat> I thought I was pretty good at Madden back in the day. I, I I'd love to have him humble me. Dude, every, every Madden is one of those games where everybody says that they're pretty good at it. I remember the first time I introduced him to two buddies. I had two buddies, you know him, Jake Overby and Nathan Royans, and they were like, "Oh, I'm good at Madden. I'm good at Madden." And I was like, "Dude, you're not good at Madden." I've seen Ryan Ke- Ryan Keefe will destroy dudes eighty to nothing before halftime with like yeah. the work team. It's crazy. It's crazy what he does. Like I've seen him play and it, like stream online, and he, he like he he watches other people play Madden. That's like him studying film. Yeah, and he, he I brought him over to a buddy's. I brought, brought him over to Nathan's house, dude. He racked Nathan, beat him like fi- by fifty points going into halftime. He was like, "You want you want to keep going?" 
some of those guys are wild, man. But moving on from the Madden conversation, I wanted to talk about we're, – we're almost done. We're going to keep this short today. But I do want to talk about the number changes, Adam. Did you know – the NFL, uh, a lot of the guys that have changed teams have released their numbers, and there were some interesting ones. Todd Gurley Todd is changing. Gurley. He's changing from the 30 to 21, and I thought that was weird. That is weird. I don't yeah. – yeah. Brandon Cooks, check this out. So let's review Brandon Cooks' career. He's worn 10, 12, and 14 so far as an NFL player. What number do you think he's going to pick next? 16, right? 13. 13. Thirteen. <laughs> must be 13. Um, then there was, you know, all the obvious Browns changes. Case Keenum I thought was interesting because he's actually on his fifth number. To recap, Case Keenum has worn seven, 17, four, and eight. Now, Adam, let me ask you, what is your best guess to what you think Case Keenum's fifth, I repeat, fifth number in his career is going to be? Let's go with let's go with eleven. I want to repeat. This will be his fifth time. Five. Change. Number there five. There you go. Yeah, it's nice. Dated to five. Damn, Dude, I'm so smart. That wild though. He's had five different numbers in the NFL. I guess you don't think about it, but like I, I to no. me, I think that's kind of weird, right? Yeah, that is that is strange. What did uh, Chris Godwin choose to do? Because he gave up his number to to TB, right? Oh man, that's a good question. I don't know. I didn't even look that one up. I didn't look though. I went down. I went down the list, and anything that I thought was kind of weird. I am. I I'm going down the list now. But Tampa Bay has got to be like the last one on here. It's dang yeah, alphabetical. He's going to 14. Really? Chris Godwin. See, I, I don't know why that's so weird to me. I don't have a problem with the number. I'm not one of those guys that thinks like there. There are some people that are really passionate about. Oh, that number's ugly. I'm not like that. But I do think yeah. it's weird when guys when you're in because your number is kind of like sacred. It's a kind of a part of you. So I do think it's weird yeah. when you. Five years in the NFL, and this is what you're known for. And then all of a sudden, no, nah, I'm going to be 21 now. What? Are you yeah. sure, Todd? Really? It's super weird when you change numbers. I, I didn't. I never liked that. What was your number in high school? I don't even remember. 27. 20, that's okay. That's what I thought. I was 33 I had, for a long time. I had like five different numbers in college because they cared, they cared so little about me. Yeah. Which is funny because they, they changed my number number five times when I was starting. So I had to start at 16, I started at number 41, <laughs> I started at number 27. Like it was every week was a different number, dude. I thought like in high school, I thought it was cool. Like, oh, I'm 27. I got to be 27. I don't know why. Yeah. Once I got to college, I was just like, this is just give me, give me a, give me the shirt, please. Just let's move on. The smaller numbers are usually tighter though. They're usually smaller jerseys. So I did kind of like that. Cause I'm just, I was, yeah, I was, I was nice and lean back in high school. Were you? I think you yeah. put on the offensive line. Of course, yeah, well, they, remember. Moved, they, they moved me down because, yeah, be, when somebody got hurt when I was a sophomore and they needed somebody to fill in at the last second at, at our, like, jamboree scrimmage. And so they put me in there. I was wearing 33. And uh, I did I just did so well in that scrimmage that they, they kept me there. Now, and for the listeners, remember, too, we went to a white trash high school, so there were 13 people on the team. There so were if 15 you weighed, people on the team. You, so if you weighed over 175 pounds, your ass was on the offensive line. And I know that for <laughs> I know that for a fact because when I was a freshman, I was so small. I, I still played, but I was small. And the coaches made note, like, hey, you got to gain weight in the offseason. And I gained, like, 25 pounds, and I still wasn't very big. Like, I'm talking 175. And then all of a sudden, you're moving, they're moving to fullback. Yeah. What, what do you mean? That's how white trash and tiny our high school was. Yeah. I didn't our, care. I didn't, in between cornfields. That's true. Yeah. We had cornfields on what, two or three sides of us on our practice field. I think we were, and we were the only high school track left that had cinder, right? Is that right? Like, I don't even know what cinder is. Like cinder block? Yeah. It was like, it was like chunks of 
like gravel was our track. Remember? <laughs> yeah. We were like the yeah, last one, which we built a brand new one. Did you see that? I have I have not because I you I, you supply me with all my high school news. So if you didn't tell me, no one told me. It's nice. It's really nice. You should see that. Yeah. Next time you're in the area, because I know your mom lives out there. So go by. They they put up this this sweet ass scoreboard, dude. You'll be like, what the hell is that doing out really? there? Really? That yeah. is. Uh, yeah. I I like the old uh, cinder or cedar or whatever the hell you want the the the, the bricks. I liked running that track because I was uh, I was my home field advantage. Right. None of the other kids knew how to deal. With slipping and falling and, and your legs. You ran bleeding. track? Did you run track? I did. I ran track in college too. I was terrible in college though. Terrible. What you? What events did you run? 100 and 200. Did you? I got winded, I got winded past that. Like I ran track like I have sex. And there's no endurance. Yeah, fast and hard. As long as I finish first, I always finish first. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's my motto in life. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, we're tra- we're starting to trail off into to, to old high school stories, so maybe yeah. we should call it. Huh? What, well, how, let's, how, get, let's get into the Jalen Marshall interview. That's right. We did interview we Jalen. We, we talked about that at the beginning, though. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it right now. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll add the Jalen Marshall interview right now. I did like he. My favorite question was when I asked him who his favorite quarterback was, and he said Josh McCown. I thought that was amazing. Oh, he did say his favorite. I don't know why I'm saying this. You're gonna hear it in two seconds. I asked him what the weirdest thing he signed was, and he said a baby's arm. <laughs> yeah. So enjoy. All right, man. I just want to ask you a couple questions. Obviously, the biggest question. I'm here with Jalen Marshall, by the way, at Playball Inc. Uh, so what's your favorite Ohio State memory? Most people say it's the Indiana game. That's pretty My much memory? Part. Yeah. So what's, your, what's yours, though? Mine would probably be the, uh, the national championship. Oh really? What, yeah. what was your What was your favorite game though? Your best game? My best, my, my best game. Oh yeah, Indiana for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like feeling? What What did you feel that game? Were you just in the zone? Like what, what was going on? Oh yeah, I think I was in the zone and they kind of trusted me to, you know, make some plays for the team and I and I and I uh, capitalized on that. Yeah. But the national championship was by far your. Oh favorite. yeah, favorite game for sure. Favorite yeah. feeling, favorite memory, and all that. What about the AAF? I mean, your team was killing it in the AAF. Yeah. I mean, you scored the first touchdown in AAF history. Yeah. Was that? Oh yeah, that's, that's a good feeling too. I mean, it's all it's, I look at it like this all it's all a wonderful feeling, man. It just it just it just kind of pays off what you what you've been working for so hard. You know what I mean? Finish off with that. But those off. are those are in the same tier. Yeah, right? yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, and we're about, we, I mean, when you were in the AAF, uh-huh. you dominated so much with Garrett Gilbert. Um, I can't remember the Dearness Johnson. I, yeah. mean, every, I feel like everybody there got another chance right. in the NFL, and that includes you. You got bounced back from right. the Raiders there. For a bit, I mean, how was that feeling to just dominate, to get back out there? Oh, uh, man, it feels good, man. It just, it's like motivation to keep going. You know what I mean? So, like, no matter what happens, just keep going and, and maybe it'll all come around. So. Well, I want to – let me ask you what you're – you're currently with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. For sure. You were with them last year, but you just got signed. So, yeah. you know, with, a lot of people don't realize that when you go to the CFL, there is an adjustment period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you saw with DeVere Posey, when he – to use another Buckeye, uh-huh. when he was at Toronto. Uh, and then the next year, his second year in the CFL, yeah, he blew up. Blew up yeah. yeah, he was actually the Great Cup MVP. Do you expect – if there is a season, do you expect the same kind of blow up? I mean, especially with the time. I mean, I've been working hard to to have that kind of season. So, you know what I mean? I kind of do accept to be having an accessible season just because of the work I've been putting in, man. I, and I think that last year being able to adjust and now knowing what's going on about the game, I think I'd be able to capitalize on it. Are you expecting a bigger workload? Especially now that. Of course, yeah. I, I, I think I would be one of the team starters and be able to, you know, have a play a bigger role on the team throughout and this, the season. We interview a lot of CFL guys. Yeah. 
the Tiger Cats are, they were there. They were yeah, at yeah, the we were at the Great Cup last year. Yeah, and you, I mean, you had, you played with Speedy B, who was the MOP last year. Uh huh. Yeah. And then Braylon Addison, who got a shot in the NFL again. Yeah. I mean, what's it like to be in that receiver room? I mean, that's literally the best receiver room in the CFL. Well, shoot, it's just got to try to live up to it. And hopefully that, you know what I mean, it kind of pays off for me, too. I can get another chance to go back to the league. Yeah. You said National Michigan State. Michigan State. Do you talk with guys like Braylon Addison? Or oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I communicate with them. And, you know, and we, we keep close friendships and stuff like that. Yeah. We don't really talk too much with, about the sports world. Just kind of a, you know what I mean, a, a good relationship to keep going forward in life and stuff like that. And, see, and seeing him going to that next level, I think it was with the Vikings. I'm not, I can't remember. Uh-huh. But, uh I mean, does he is he telling you like how to get that path back open? Is that helping you? Is that guiding you? Or are you just not worried about? It? You're just gonna let it come to you? Oh uh, yeah, I let it come. You mean, I, like I said, I watched him last year and was able to see him have that All Pro season. So if you know what I mean, you just follow the steps. You know that people take to success, and you, you I think you, it all turn, it works out for the better. And you've played with a lot of quarterbacks now. Yeah. And they've all been very talented. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's your favorite quarterback to play with? Man, that's a hard tough question, man. He gonna have my quarterback ain't gonna like me. Yeah. <laughs> Who's my favorite one? I like I like Josh McCown. Really? He yeah, he was pretty good. To be like to catch the front of me and stuff like that. What made what made him better than the rest? He just was a, a, a true veteran, a true professional. You yeah. Know what I mean? like his he, attitude. Yeah, taught me a lot about the game. Yeah. Okay, but what, he, he didn't do anything specifically with the football when it. I mean, it wasn't like it was. Oh no, I mean it was. I mean no, it just was his attitude and his approach to the game that I liked the most. Yeah. Can I ask you the worst quarterback you played with though? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, <laughs> All right, that's fine. That's fine. Some people answer, some people don't. No, no, that's just yeah. the question. All right, well, that's cool. Because that's cool. That's cool. The worst one may be my best friend. You know what I mean? So you. <laughs> no, no, you good. You good. <laughs> So I kind of came in. I saw the line was out the door. So I gotta ask, what's the weirdest thing you ever signed? Ooh. Uh, the weirdest. Some people don't sign weird stuff, but some people do. I, I mean, had to sign like a baby, like a something like I was signed like a baby's arm before. What? Yeah. The arm of a baby? Uh huh. What? Why? What? They asked. <laughs> they just sign my baby's arm. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. I mean, so it's gonna go off, it's gonna come off eventually, but <laughs> that's weird, man. I guess, huh? Yeah, all right, man. I won't keep you. I do appreciate you giving no me problem, bro. All right, this is the Brownswear Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the Jalen Marshall interview and us rambling about our high school stories. Uh, please feel free to follow us on Facebook, on Twitter. At, you can follow me on Twitter at, at JoshKeatley16. You can check out my uh, betting previews. Not only do I give you my prediction for the over-under on every single team in the ACC, the AAC, and the Big 12 coming up. Those are all found on Brownswear.com. I name three prospects for every single team in those conferences and give you a brief breakdown why I think they're the best NFL prospect. We were going to talk about the ACC's betting propositions with the betting gambling expert Adam Moore, but because he's now coaching junior high football, he only texts me once every seven weeks. So we didn't get a chance to do that. That's why we're talking about him playing high school and doing a circle jerk with Josh Watson. Yeah, absolutely. Check out, definitely check out Josh on Twitter. He, he posts a lot of good stuff. Tell tell the people your your accomplishment. What's my accomplishment? What, what was your like top 10 oh um, yeah uh, our our lovely editor jeff risden uh, bestowed upon me he said that i was in the top 25 of uh, most read authors in like the last day or week or can't i can't remember what it was though it was top it was top 25 wasn't top 10 but remember we're not getting paid so anything in the top of anything is pretty good for me 
Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, follow me on Twitter, more two one zero two M O O R E two one zero two. Make sure you check out our Facebook page, the Browns Wire Podcast. We also have a Facebook group if you want to get in and join in on the discussion with us. Uh, make sure you check us there out there on Facebook as well. All right, and we are out. See ya. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Wait a minute! I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Are you wasting two perfectly good Saturdays each year? Most people waste two Saturdays getting rid of junk that we could make magically disappear. We're 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. Reclaim your Saturdays. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. And two smiling, happy people will magically appear at your front door. They'll be driving a clean, shiny truck. And they'll be wearing snappy, happy uniforms. All you have to do is point, 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 point. And that junk will be gone, 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 gone. Hooray, you have a Saturday. Let the party begin. We make junk disappear. Don't waste two perfectly good Saturdays each year. Let us work our magic for you. Give us a call. And we'll give you back your Saturdays. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM.